You're listening to Portfolio Builders, a wealth cap holdings podcast about long-term wealth building and financial independence. Here are your hosts, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. What's up, crew? Welcome to the Portfolio Builders podcast with Chris and Taylor. Lo and behold, this always comes up. Every single conversation that we have, everybody wants to know, what if a tenant doesn't pay the rents? Uh Or what if you can't find a tenant in 60 days or whatever? Mm. They want to know all the risks. And this is prudent. It's getting dark right now. You're going there. I admire, I admire the, here's the thing. We don't ever go into something if we don't know the risks. And so one of the things that we need to talk about to make this show complete is what are the risks of single family real estate investment. Now, everyone, here's the problem with multi, with multi. Everybody thinks that multi is just like this zero risk thing. Mm-hmm. But you know what happened in, in Detroit in 2008 to all of the multifamilies? What? They went broke. They went broke. They foreclosed. You want to know Ooh. what happened in, in Tampa during 2008 with the multifamilies? What? They couldn't pay rent. They went broke. Here's the problem. Multifamily, picture 100 units in a city with one job source, and then that job leaves the city or they lay off employees. Does that 100 units on the same piece of property really protect you mm. like people think it does? I'm getting kind of terrified right now. Here's the problem with with what, like, listen, I, I we do multifamily deals as well. We have a 16plex going on right now. <clears throat> we don't do huge ones. But everybody thinks that multi is so safe. But what brings true diversity and safety to a city is the city. Mm. It's the people. It is the job growth Mm -hmm. in the city. So in each of our markets, we have looked at historic job growth. And I just think that people are obsessed with multifamily. But a multifamily city, a multifamily in a bad city is way more dangerous than a portfolio of single families in a good city. There are different asset classes with different types of, of returns and and the debt structures are different. And so we've chosen primarily to go single family because we can set up the debt structure the way we want. We can we can diversify the way we want. We have more control over the diversification. We have higher returns month to month. With multifamily, you're looking at forced depreciation and a pop on the exit. We want we want money now. We're not we're not trying to get into this game to do a bunch of more work, you know? Yeah. But one of the risks that comes with single family is it's one door. Yep. And so you have risk with tenants and you have risk with different things. And so we have a, a particular type of strategy that actually I'm going to teach people that can wipe out the downside. Teach Pause me. Pause though so you can, you can get, a, you need to get a word in because I'm just going. No, dude, just go. I want to learn. <laughs> I'm here. You already know. You already know. Uh, anyways, so when I, was, when I was doing property management, five, 6,000 single family properties, um, you know, we did a lot of, data. Part of what I did was data aggregation. Mm-hmm. And I would track maintenance costs. I would track vacancy. I would track average days on market. I would track renewals. I tracked uh, rent increases per year per investor. There were all of these different layers. And one of the things that I came away from that with is that when you have a good house in a good city, the vacancy rate that you want to look at is, is around like three to 5%. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. So you, you take that three to 5% and then you move into maintenance, which maintenance was like six to 8%. Believe it or not, maintenance was more of an expense than vacancy was mm-hmm. back at the time. 
And so we have extremely good analytics on our markets. And so here's what we recommend. We have this, um, I don't know if we should make this available to people if we wanted to, but we have a calculator that basically shows what the average vacancy risk is and what the average maintenance risk is. And what I have done and what you have done is we have a two-pronged investment approach so that a percentage of your capital goes into properties and a percentage of your capital goes into a non-variable return vehicle, such as a fund. Mm. Now, the problem with non-variable is it has to be non-variable. So Tesla is not a non-variable option. Index, not a non-variable option. People think that the stock, the, the indexes are so safe, but you know, there's two years in the past five years where the indexes produce negative returns for investors. That's a risk. Dang, That's a risk. So we choose, we choose a fund of someone that we trust and we put our money, a, a piece of our capital into that. So let me give the percentages and then let's open it up okay. to discussion. 70% of our capital right now we have in appreciating variable single family properties. 70%. So if you look at this and you say, hey, I have, I have $500,000 that I want to put to work for me in the market. We could take that and we could say three dollars to $350,000. You want to put this into leveraged properties diversified into different cities and different classes. Mm -hmm. And then 30% of that we have in a non-variable fund. So here's what happens with this. Let's say you take 300,000 of 500, you put it into properties. 200,000 goes into a fund. Let's say that fund pays 12% non-variable. What is that? Two grand a month. Two grand a month. 300,000 goes into leveraged appreciating mm -hmm. assets, which means you're going to have, let's just say, 10 properties from this. Okay. And those 10 properties are, are filled with 10 tenants paying rents. Yep. Let's say that you're cash flowing on those 10 properties. You're cash flowing $400 per property. Okay. okay. So this is $4,000 per month plus $2,000 per month creates a combined weighted return of what? Six grand. Six like, grand. Oh, right. Six grand, which is $72,000 per year on $500,000 of capital, which is 14.4%. But here's, here's what the beauty of this is. Let's say out of those 10, okay, you have two tenants who vacate the properties and it takes 60 days to find a new mm -hmm. tenant. Your mortgages on those two properties is going to add up to probably $1,600 a month Combined, so 800 and 800. So the beauty of this is you have, let's say you have $1,600 a month in, in risk. Does this make sense? Yep. $1,600 per month in risk. The way that we do it is we have the $2,000 a month coming from a fund, which more than pays for the risk of the single family. Just so all of our investors are invested into two things. And you see how one return is lower, but it's, it's, it's consistent yeah. and it will pay for the risk of the other asset, which is higher. Yeah. So the consistent investment really is the anchor. Yep. That's the thing that holds you down. That's the thing that protects you. Um, do you want to talk any more about how that's possible? The well, non-variable? With the non-variable. So there, there's investors like us and we have 
you know, we have all the other companies that are producing cash flow. And when we take when we take a property, we go in and we buy that that property in in cash. Yeah. So we'll buy a hundred and twenty thousand dollar house for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and then we'll fix it in cash. And so there are companies like ours and and others that will take investor money and will pay them consistent <clears throat> stable returns for the use of that money. So right now our fund is about one point five in it, one point six, mm-hmm. and we pay 10 to 12% on that every single month, like clockwork, wire transfer. People just get deposits from us every month if their money is in the funds. Yeah. Our money, our own personal money is in the funds as well. Yep. And so you, the beauty of capitalism is that the economics is, creates a win-win. It's a win for the investor. It's a win for us. We get to grow faster, but we get to do it without having to use only our money. And so that's, that would be an option. So would you say this is an option for pretty much anybody that's getting into real estate? They should do this. A hundred percent. And I would say that you should probably do this first because the our fund, we have 10, 11 investors and a lot of them are starting to buy properties yeah. from us that their money helped create and they're getting education and they're getting consulting and advice while they're in the fund. If you're a seasoned pro and you know, you've got diversification built in and you've got, you know, 20% of your capital in mm-hmm. gold and you know, 30% of your capital in an index and blah, blah, blah. You kind of know the game already and you can do what you want because um, you you have those other non-variable yep. return vehicles. But for somebody brand new, it's a beautiful way to kind of get started with with no risk and learn the game as you go. And it's crazy. There's a lot of sitting around money right now. Yes. A lot of people just sitting on money. It's not doing anything. So this is, like you said, we put our, our own cash into our own funds and get paid that that non-variable money that you're talking about, which is pretty awesome. So if you guys are interested in that, you want to learn more about that, absolutely reach out to us and we can we can talk to you about it. Um, we've got, you know, we're registered with the SEC and everything is how we have attorneys who have helped us set it up and structure it. Um, so we'd be happy to connect with you on that if you want to. And it's just such a great two-prong approach to again continue to build that margin and you know, some of the best investors in the world they understand the principle of hedging this is something that we do in business yes we're always looking at yes. how can i hedge and hedge essentially is protection how do i make yes. sure that i'm protected from the downside with the most uh potential for upside right and that's what we're doing with this two-prong approach so it's absolutely brilliant i'm glad we're doing it me too, man. Me too. All right. Anything anything else you want to plug before we wrap this episode up? No, sir. Next time, we're going to talk about our rental diversification mm. strategy. Um, you're going to see the more you come come into, into WealthCap and see how we run things. And you're going to see we are hedged not only at the top level, but we're hedged at the bottom level and every level in between. Everything is diversified. And it's it's really, you know, we've taken a mathematician's approach to what are the things that could hurt us and how do we buy insurance yeah. against those risks? And the two-prong approach is just one example of those. But you'll see in the next episode where we buy and when we buy is also diversified for a specific Ooh. reason. Open loop. Let's go. All right, see you guys. Thanks for listening. Discover how you can start building wealth with real estate even without experience in our free book, Why Real Estate and How to Get Started by visiting wealthcapholdings.com slash book. That's wealthcapholdings.com slash book.